I'm really excited about this opportunity to talk about this particular topic today. And, and I think it's this one thing that literally can change everything in our relationship with God. Uh, and I've been working hard on this message. I've been working really hard on it. And I hope that it's going to be one of those, what I would consider a really, really good message. I, I've had the opportunity to speak for a lot of years on a lot of topics. And I, I feel like, for the most part, I've, I've done pretty good. Now, I did run into a little a little bump, a little hurdle the other day. I was cleaning out uh, under a, a, a bed, and, and I found this at our house. And so I asked my wife, I, I said, what, what, what exactly is this? I mean, there's, a, there's eggs and there's a bunch of cash. What, what, what is going on here? And she said, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I didn't really want you to find that, but since you found it, I, I guess I need to explain it to you a little bit. First of all, you, you've preached a lot of sermons. You've given a lot of messages. You've given a lot of talks. And, and, and there's been a lot of really good ones, a lot of good ones. But, but there have been some that I would say are not quite as good as the others. And, and to be honest, over the years, whenever you had a, what I would consider a bad talk, a bad message maybe, uh, I would put an egg in, in this box. And I thought, well, that, well, that's not too bad. There's only, there's only five eggs in there. That's, that's pretty good. Well, well what, about, what about the cash? He said, well, every time I'd get a dozen, I'd sell them. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope that this is going to be a, a, really a message today that's not just going to be good. I'm not just going to have the ability to articulate it well, but it's going to be something that you can apply to your life and to your relationship with God. And we're in this series. I'm honored to be part of this series. We're in week two. Uh, Brennan did an amazing job last week of getting it started and setting it up and helping us to get our mindset literally on, on, on praying. This idea of vertical and connecting with God. And so this, this topic that we're going to talk about is about prayer. Now, when, when I think of prayer, and, I, and I've, I've heard lots of messages, I've given lots of messages on prayer, and maybe, maybe like you, you're thinking, well, what else could be said about, about prayer? And, and so, so stay with me for just a second. First of all, I think when I think of prayer, I think there's a lot of telling, a lot of telling God uh, what you need, uh, telling God how grateful you are for him. But I don't think there's a lot of talking. Uh, I, I think there's also a lot of listing. Uh, God, thank you for this, this, and this. God, help me with this, this, and this. But I don't know if there's enough listening. Listening. Uh, I, I think we do a lot of asking for things, right? But I don't know if we do a lot of asking about things. Help me to understand this better. What, what should I pray in this situation? What, what should I do in this situation? And, and really giving God a chance to respond. Th this idea of listening in prayer is, 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 such, a, is such a big idea. And, and, and we understand it really from our side, right? I mean, a lot of times when we, when we pray, it's, it's like having a microphone. And we're saying to God, hey, God, hey God is this is thing, this thing on? on? Can, can, can you hear me? me? Can, can, are, are you aware, aware of what I'm, what I'm going, going through? through? Do, you do you really see uh, my life and the situation? Are you, are you listening? listening? Are you listening? Right. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line question. And I would say, I think God is saying the same thing back to us. I'm not the only one that should be listening. Are, are you listening? Are you paying attention? Because I have some things that I want to say to you. And, and I think it's important for us to understand that it, it's, 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 it's not, not really, really prayer is not, is not just, just a microphone. microphone. It's, a, it's a telephone. It's not just us telling God. But it's us talking to God. It's not just us listing what we need from God or even what he's done for us, but it includes this idea of, of listening, of listening. So as we move through this, I, I just want you to think a little bit. If we think, think if we listen more to God, I think that would equate to, to really talking less because we would understand him better. We would know where he wants to take. We would understand his will 
And we wouldn't have to spend so much time kind of guessing at what he wants us to do by praying about everything and anything that was happening in our lives. The Bible says this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He is listening, and he is paying attention. And if we pray according to his will, he will, he will answer that. And so maybe if we would listen more, we would know more of his will, and more of our prayers would be answered. I don't know if you're like me, but there are times where I wonder, why isn't God answering my prayers? It doesn't seem like he's listening. Oh, he's listening. He's listening for us to, to say, God, what do you want me to hear? What do you want me to do? What is it that I'm, what is it that I'm missing? Now, our grandkids, our grandkids love pinatas, and, and I think probably the last several birthdays, every single one of them has involved a, a, a pinata. And, and you, you've seen those before, right? You, you have a bunch of kids that come to a birthday party, you line them up, you put blindfolds on them, you have their parents sign a release, right? <laughs> and then you give them a stick, and there's a, there's a pinata. They know it's there, they see it, and, and, and now it's their turn. And they're moved out towards it with the blindfold on. They're spun around a couple times. And then the, the goal, right, is to swing and hit that thing and get the reward. Well, Malachi has figured out a better way, and that is to get the blindfold off. And he now, he hits it every time. And I wonder if sometimes in our lives, we, in our prayer life, we literally are, are blindfolded because we're not, we're not listening to God. We're not asking God the right questions. We're swinging the stick around, hoping that we're going to hit what God has for us, when in fact, if we would just say, God, what do you have for us? What is your will? And I want to be with him. I want to pray. I want to pray with him. These are what I would call pinata prayers. We're just swinging in the air, when in fact, if we take the blindfold off, we can see what's there, and we can see how, we can see how to get it. So, Along with this, right, if, if we're going to listen to God, then we at some point have to have this, this moment where we feel like God said something to us, where, where we might even <laughs> be bold enough to say, God told me. Now, I'll have to be honest, being in the church my whole life, my grandfather was a pastor, my dad was a pastor, I was a pastor I, I, at a local church for many, many years, I, I will tell you that I've heard this many, many times from people. And the, the truth is, it, it always makes me think a couple things. When somebody comes to me and says, God told me, all right, there, there's usually a couple things that go through my mind. Number one, uh, well, this should be interesting, right? Because I, <laughs> I never really know exactly where this conversation is going. God told me maybe to tell you, or God told me this or whatever, and I'm thinking, ooh, this, this is going to be really, really interesting. The other thing that I think when somebody says, God told me, is I think, well, why didn't God, why didn't he just tell me? Why did he tell you to tell me when he could have just told me? That, I mean, it just, just kind of runs through my head. And then finally, I think, I doubt it. And somebody says, hey, God told me, I think, I doubt it. And, and, and that's not because I, I believe that God doesn't talk to people, but it's because I think that this God told me, I heard from the Lord, God spoke to me. Phrases like that have been abused over, over the years, and they've been used for lots of things that God did not ever ever say. But I also think they've been used too little. I think the, the church, maybe because of the abuse, have pushed back from its use, where we feel free to say, hey, this may sound a little strange, but I, I feel like God said something to me. I feel like God spoke to me. I, I heard something from the Lord. So as we're in this, this, this prayer series, this, this focus on the vertical, this connection that we have with God, again, 
It's not just about telling him, but it's about talking to him. Not just about listening, but listening. I, I want us to think again about some, some questions, some really, really important questions. N- number one, does God speak? That's the question. Does, does God speak? And, and I think all of us would say yes. And, and what we mean was he spoke. When, when you look through the Bible, literally from the beginning to the end of the Bible, we hear story after story, literally hundreds of stories where God speaks to his people. Different ways, different times, different situations, but God, God spoke to his people. So, so I think a lot of times when we think about does God speak, the answer is yes because we think well, that, you're talking about the Bible, where, where God spoke in the Bible. Maybe a better question is, does God still speak? Does he still speak? And, and I want to say, yeah. Yeah, God still, he still speaks to us. Even though God told me I think has been abused, I think there still is times where God wants to speak to us directly. Speak into our hearts, speak into our minds, speak into our lives, speak into our situations. And, and our role, our role is to, listen, is to listen to him. Obviously, the first and foremost way that God spoke to us is through his word. Again, many, many stories about that. But, but as far as what we do and what we shouldn't do and how we should live, that, that we, we hear his word through the written, through the written word, right? So, so the Bible is definitely the first and foremost um, way that God speaks to us. The Bible says, I testify to everyone who hears these words of prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, okay, if anyone adds to the Bible, God will add to him the plagues which are written <laughs> in the Bible. Okay, all right, well, so I'm not, I don't want to add to it. And I, and I think, honestly, I think this is why we think God is done speaking. Because we feel like if we say something, like God told me, we are adding to the Bible. And, that, and that's not true. We're not adding to the Bible. We are applying the Bible in a specific way to our lives. And God is speaking to us as he's spoken through the word. He's speaking to us not to add more to the word, but to apply the word to us in a personal way, in a personal way. And just because God has done writing does not mean that he's done speaking. Just because God has done writing doesn't mean he has done speaking. So, Maybe that's not the question that we should ask. Maybe the bigger question is, am I listening? Am I listening? Am I, am I making myself aware of the fact that not only does God want to listen to me, but he wants me to listen to, to him? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. This is, this is a, a, again, a pretty clear. Pretty clear that the followers of Jesus need to hear his voice so that they can follow him, so that they can know him. And that's the way, that's the way it was originally designed. When we go back to the Garden of Eden, we see how God originally planned for it to work. Now, obviously, it kind of fell apart. Uh, bad choices, sinful choice, original sin, whatever we want to call it, that's, it, it blew it all apart. But originally, God wanted us to know him and to hear from him and to hear and to follow his voice. Check out this video. I think it'll help. Here's what I want you to know. There were two trees in the midst of garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Of good and evil, prepositional phrase, so you could take that away. That just adds to the sentence, but there was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, but the tree of knowledge. 
Now, this may shock you what I'm about to tell you. God never intended for you to know evil. Never. But here's my really shocking. God never intended for you to know good. See, you don't think about this. You think, well, it's just the knowledge of the tree of evil. No, it was the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. He never intended for you to know good. He intended for you to know God. He never intended for you to know good. He intended for you to know God. He never wanted you to choose between good and evil. He wanted you just to know his voice and do what he said. That was all he wanted. He wanted you just to walk with him. So maybe another question that we ought to consider is, well, if God does speak, okay, and and I am listening, how does he speak? How can I hear the voice of God? If we're supposed to know him, not know good and evil, but we're supposed to know God and know what he wants in our life, how, how do we know that? How do we know that? How does God speak? Well, again, first and foremost, it's through his word. It's through his word. And uh, it, it, scripture is God-breathed. All scripture, Second Timothy says, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's us, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah, definitely God speaks through his word. And as we read, that's why we need to be familiar with his word, so we know what it says, we know what to do. We know how to follow him. We know more of his will so that what? So we can pray according to his will so we can have what? Answered prayers. We're listening to what he wants and we're asking for what we need. God speaks through not just the word, but he speaks through your ears. Now, I've had, <laughs> I've had conversation with people, many people over the years, about the audible voice of God. Have you ever heard the audible voice of God? And, and, I, and I could tell you, out of the hundreds of conversations like that, I, I really have only had maybe five, maybe, maybe two hands can be involved in this, but definitely less than ten people say, I heard God's voice audibly. So I, I don't know that this is, and I, and I think there's a reason for that, and I'll get to that in just a second, but I, I don't think for most of us we, we hear that. And in the situations that they have heard that, it has been kind of an emergency type situation. It's been, it, it's been one of those things where God really need to get a hold of their, uh, get their attention quick to save them from something really dumb. Okay, So I, I don't think this is primarily the way that God speaks to his people. I think this is the way. When, when God speaks, most of the conversations I've had, most of the experiences that I've had in my life, God speaks in my heart, to my heart. And, and I think there's a reason for that. I, I think there's a reason that God w- does what we call impressions or, or prompting us by the Holy Spirit. Because in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit showed up for a time and a task, and he would work through certain people in certain situations, and, and then he would, he would move on. It wasn't that God wasn't with them. It was just that the Holy Spirit would show up in power, and then he would empower somebody else and move from here to here. And Jesus shows up, and he's with us for uh, his ministry and developing disciples and all that. And, and then he, he goes to the cross, and then he, he tells his disciples, look, hey, I'm going to send someone. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. And he's going, to be with, he's going to be your guide. He's going to be the one to listen to you. And he's going to help you to know what to do. He's going to be on the inside. He's going to give these impressions and promptings when he wants you to do something. Maybe like this. 
actually pray out loud. I go, hey, God, and I'm brand new to this God thing, so I don't even know how this works, but I'm like, hey, God, I can't wait to learn how to share you with others, and if you want to use me, even on this drive, use me. Like a minute later, there's this hitchhiker on the side of the road that I see, big dude, big duffel bag, but I just kept feeling in my soul like you should go back. You should go back and pick him up. And I didn't know that's how God can, through his Holy Spirit, nudge you to do it. So I, it wouldn't go away. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and get this guy. And so I did one of those unauthorized vehicles. Can I turn around the little highway? I did it. Figuring if you do it for God, you won't get a ticket. <laughs> he gets in my car. And the whole time I keep feeling like God wants me to tell him about him. And so finally I can't, and I don't know how to do this, but I finally just said something like this. I don't remember exactly, but I'm like driving. I'm like, hey, Joe, do you? Do you ever like think about spiritual things? You know, what kind of line is that, right? But I throw that out and Joe goes, I can't believe you just asked me this question. And then I'm like, oh no, he doesn't want to talk about this. And I just go, well, why is that? You will not believe this. He goes, my life is a wreck right now. And I don't believe in God, but man, I don't know what to do. And I'm standing on that highway a few hours ago and I look up to the sky and I say, hey God, if you're real, send me one of your followers to tell me about you. And he looks at me and he goes, would that be you? And I go, yep, that'd be me. He gave his life to Jesus in my car on a highway in Florida. I didn't even know there was a verse in the Bible that said God strategically places you to shine. And I look back. The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit is inside of us. Okay? Inside of us. Very clear. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, so maybe this is kind of silly to think of this in such a simple way, but let's, let's do a little bit of spiritual logic. If, if God was walking beside us, <laughs> he would naturally speak so that we could hear him. Okay, but God is inside us, and so it seems natural to me that we would hear him from the inside, an impression, a prompting. We would hear him in, in our hearts because he is on the inside, okay? I hope that makes sense, but I, I, I think it makes total sense. It makes sense that he's prompting us from the inside. God also speaks through others. He speaks through others. And what I mean by that is sometimes you'll be reading a book, and as you're reading, and by the way, I've had a lot of mentors over my life that I've never, ever met. Great, godly people that I've never, ever met, but I've read a lot of their books, and I may be reading one of their books and, 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 re, and just kind of read, like, that's kind of good, yeah, that's kind of good. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I read something, I read something that seems like it was written just for me. I've never met the writer, but they know God. They've never met me, but I know God. And something they wrote for everybody jumps out at me. God uses uses things like that, uses books, uses resources, uses podcasts to say things to us from, from other people. He also uses believers, believers. There, there are times where a believer will show up and, and they will say, hey, God told me to tell you, okay? I, I've had that happen to me. God told me to tell you. And I, I guess when that happens, one of the things that would just make sure that that's that's true, that God actually told them something that I needed to hear, is that when that happens, it should confirm something that already God is doing in your life, not inform you about something that he's going to do. Let me explain. So if a Christian is open and leaning into the Lord and listening to the Lord, God should first speak to them and prepare their heart so that when somebody else comes along, that would be a confirmation of what he's doing, okay? 
what I think is interesting is if that's not the case, if somebody comes to me and says, God told me to tell you, and I think to myself, well, that's weird because he never told me. I don't believe that. I don't feel that. I'm not so sure about that. Before you discount it completely, go back to the Lord and go, hey, I want to listen a little bit and make sure that I didn't miss this. But it seems unusual that you wouldn't tell me first. And maybe God will say, yeah, I tried, <laughs> but you weren't paying attention. So I had to send somebody along to get this conversation going and get you back to talk to me. Okay? But typically, when a believer comes, when somebody comes to you and says, hey, God told me to tell you something, it should be to confirm that. And you've probably had that happen before, where somebody has said something, you're like, yeah, you're right. God has been working on that. Thank you for sharing that. I want to get back on track. I need to do this or I need to do, I need to do that. Uh, also, bald preachers. Okay, <laughs> bald preachers can can speak for the Lord to you, not not just a, a message either on video or in a local church or whatever the case may be. But what I've what I found is really interesting. There have been so many times where where I've preached a, a message. Let, let, let's say that I, I preached the message on on tithing. Okay, on on something about finances, about about giving. You're first to the Lord. And after the message was over, I, I, I leave, I go out, and somebody comes up and goes, hey, hey, Phil, I just want you to know, that was, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm like, oh, good, good. I, I was hoping because I really felt like that's where the Lord was leading me. And, and then they'll say this. They'll say this. Here, here's what God, here's, here's what I heard you say. And, and they will say something, and I'll think to myself, I never said that. I, 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 I've gone over these notes Hundreds of times, and I know I did not say that. What, what's interesting is that when God is wanting to speak to you, okay, he can use a, a bald preacher who is talking about one topic, and when it goes through the microphone, through the sound system, and as it's coming into your ears, God can transform it and change it into something that you need to hear, if, if you're listening. If you're listening. Here's what's interesting. Of all those other areas that God speaks through, one of the areas that he speaks through, it's kind of one of those things that might be just a little mystical, a little bit strange, but he speaks through dreams. He speaks through dreams. And, and not just with Joseph. I mean, he, he, he's the standout, right? He's the guy that when, when you talk about dreams in the Bible, automatically you go back to Genesis and you, talk, you tell the story about Joseph. And he is. I mean, he's the star when it comes to the dreams, right? He had dreams that told him what God was going to do in his life, but he also interpreted dreams. Now, now, here's what's interesting. It wasn't just that Joseph. There was another Joseph many years later, Joseph who would become the stepfather of Jesus and who had just found out that Mary was pregnant by somebody else, and he was getting ready to quietly divorce her, and in a dream, he was told, don't do that. Don't do that. God spoke to him who would be the the stepfather to Jesus Christ spoke to him very clearly about what he was supposed to do because he was, he was listening and God chose to, to speak through dreams. Look what, look what scripture says. I praise the Lord because he advises me even at night. I feel his leading at night, at night in dreams while I'm sleeping. Okay, uh, in, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream what? Dream dreams. Will dream dreams. So, quick question. So if God does speak, and we should be listening, and there are some ways that he speaks, we've talked about those, the, 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 the big question is who can hear? 
who can hear. And this is the good news, right? Everybody can. Everybody can. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody will, but it means that everybody can, okay? Uh, I think one of the things that we ought to understand is that the younger, the better. If God truly is speaking and talking to us and telling us things, not adding to his word, but applying his word in daily situations and moments in our lives, then what if, what if, we, could help, what if we could help our children at a young age learn how to not just pray, not just tell God, but talk to God, not just list, but listen to God. How different would our world be? I think there'd be a lot less regret. I think there'd be a lot more reward. Now, now here's what's interesting. Brandon spoke about sacrifice a couple weeks ago, and he told the story of Hannah and Elkanah and the fact that, that, that Hannah had been praying for this child, and God blessed her with a child, and she gave him back to the Lord's service. In fact, somewhere around two or three years of age, she brought him to the temple to be a servant of the Lord. Now, now what's, what's really interesting about this, there's so many cool stories that, that, that came out of that, but what's really interesting to me is that 10 years later, we think somewhere around the age of 11 or 12, he heard God's voice. Eli was getting older. He was the, he was the priest, and Samuel was, was kind of his apprentice, if you will. And, and they went to bed one night, and Samuel is trying to go to sleep, and he hears this voice say, Samuel. And so he gets up, and he goes to Eli, and he said, hey, what, what do you need? And Eli said, that wasn't me. Go back to bed. Here's it again. Samuel gets up, goes to Eli. What do you need? That, that wasn't me. Go back to bed. <laughs> Here's it a third time. Samuel goes to Eli. What, what do you want? It, it's not me. Oh, hey, and by the way, if you hear it again, if you hear it again, I've, I've got a script for it. Here's, here's what I want you to say. And he did. He heard it a fourth time. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Wow, what a script for our lives, right? In our prayer time, in our, in our lives, in each and every day, God, speak to me. I'm listening. I, I want to get this right. I want to get this right as a father. I want to get this right as a man. I want to get this right as a woman, as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a son. Or, I, I want to get this right, Lord, and I know that I need to listen. I need to listen to you. 11, 12 years old, listening and hearing from the voice of God. Now, there's a video that I want to, I want to play that hopefully will help us and understand a little bit more about how important it is to teach our children and, and, and why we should help our kids Learn early how to listen to God. The most important thing you can do if you have a child is help them to personally hear from God. A lot of times what religious parents do, they, they live in this world and they say it's dark and horrible and it's going to destroy our kids. And they love their kids so much. They don't want their kids to make bad decisions. So they just tell their kids, just do everything we tell you. As if the Lord wouldn't speak to the kids. Right? There's a guy in the Old Testament named Samuel. He's a little boy and God speaks to him. The goal is as early as possible for your kids to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit to where he speaks to them. Because number one, the parent can't always be there. And number two, the parent's not always right. When our kids were little, it's like, hey, dad, I want to talk to you about something great. I'd say, okay, have you heard from the Lord on that? As early as possible. Here's where you go in the Bible. Go do a Bible study on that. The first place you're going to hear from God is the word of God. 
Your friends are not being good. Okay, read Proverbs. There's a proverb. You can read a proverb a day for a month and look at the wise, foolish, and evil people and figure out if you're wise, foolish, or evil, and if your friends are wise, foolish, or evil, and then come back to me and tell me what God is saying to you. Just direct them toward a study of the Bible. Did you pray about it? What did God speak to you? Go, go spend some time, not in your room in silence for punishment. Just, you know, go sit on the swing and spend some time with the Lord and come back and tell me kind of what you're thinking. And then probably one of the biggest questions out of all the questions we've asked is, how do we know that it is God? How, how can we be sure? Because we don't, don't want to get it wrong. That's why it's been abused in the past. God told me, well, he didn't. He didn't. And as things played out, there was very clear that it was not God's voice that you heard at all. So how, how do we know that? How do we know that? Well, we, we get some hearing aids. We get some things that, that will help us because we don't want to get it wrong. Think about this. Matthew 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says to them, hey, who do people say that I am? And they go through this whole list and he says, oh, hey, by the way, who do you say that I am? And Peter speaks up and goes, hey, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus goes, right on, Peter. You nailed it. They're perfect. You're right. And by the way, you didn't figure that on your own. God told you that. Now, Here's what's interesting. Moments later, he's talking to the disciples again. Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he said, by the way, I've got to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to die. And Peter steps up and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. That, that's not going to happen. We, I'm, I'm, that, that. And Jesus says to him, what? Get behind me, Satan. Same guy, God's voice, Satan's voice. So it's important to make sure we get the right voice and we know who really is speaking to us. Dearly loved friends, don't always believe everything you hear just because someone says it's a message from God. Test it first to see if it really is. So how do we test it? How can we know for sure? Well, a couple things. Is what you heard in contradiction to what has been said, right? If, if God's word is first and foremost the way that God speaks, what he says now in applying that is not going to be in contradiction to what he's already said. In fact, Rick Warren says, God's will won't contradict God's word. I, I like to say it like this. What God is saying won't be different than what God has already said. So make sure if you hear from God, it's in alignment with his word that has already, been, has already been written. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. They're not going to change. The truth does not ever change. And, and Jesus says, look, I just want you to know what has been said, what has been given from God is not going to change. doesn't matter what culture is doing. doesn't matter what culture believes. doesn't matter how culture has changed. God's word is never going to change. It's not going to pass away. Second thing that you can do to kind of test to make sure that it's from God is will this make me more like Jesus? I mean, that's, that's the goal of following Jesus. It, following the Savior is to be like the Savior. Uh, Philippians says, in your lives you must think and act like Christ Jesus. So a good question to ask when you feel like God has said something to you is, if I do this, if I don't do this, if I act on this, will it make me more like Christ? And then finally, does this sound like God? <laughs> does this sound like God to the people of God? Does this sound like God to the people of God? Let me explain it like this. Proverbs says, where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In other words, when we hear something, when we sense something, we believe God is telling us something, it's important for us to tell other people of God to confirm that that was from God and asking them, hey, here's what I feel like God said. You know God. You love God. What do you think? Do you think it's in alignment with his word? 
Do you think it makes me more like Jesus? Do you think it's from God, right? We need people who know and love us and who know and love God. And if we are hesitant to ask God's people about God's voice in our lives, it may already be clear. It's not God's voice. So maybe you literally feel, God said this to me. God spoke. I feel an impression, right? But when you get ready to tell another Christian, you're hesitant because you're like, I'm not so sure about this. This, this, I think I'm trying to make this up. I think I'm trying to force something. I think I'm trying to convince myself that this is okay with God when in fact it's not okay with God. And if I tell another Christian, they're going to go, no way. God would never say that. He would never say that. So what now? What do we do now? Now, If God is speaking and he wants to speak to us, what do we do? What do we do now? Well, Brandon last week said, as he was starting this series on prayer, he said, am I in a learning posture with prayer? And my, my question today is, am I in a listening posture with prayer? A listening posture with prayer. And what I mean by that is, we, we have this one down, right? I mean, <laughs> emoticons and all that stuff, they, they, they show up and, and we look, and this is a prayer, and, and this is what we think of with prayer, but this isn't a listening this is a telling. Am I in a listening posture? God, I'm listening. What do you want to tell me? Your servant's here. I'll follow you. I'll trust you. Are we in a listening posture? My friend Brent says, we want God to speak to us, but we aren't putting in the effort to listen. Because it takes effort. It takes time. It takes learning to, to, to really hear what God is saying. And especially if you've always pushed back on it again because whether it was abused or you never really saw it used in its proper, in its proper form. So ask about things. As you pray, as you enter into this, this, this kind of new uh, space as we talk about vertical, talk about prayer, ask about things. Not just ask for things, but God, what do you think about this? Should I pray about that? Uh, and, and this is a good question. What do you want me to, what do you want me to pray about? What, what do you want to talk about, God? <laughs> when you get ready to pray, before you pray, say, what should I say? What should I pray about? And just listen for a minute or two. Just quiet your heart and then, and then see if God doesn't speak to you. It may not happen the first day. It may not happen the fifth day. But practice just listening to God. Do this in your regular prayer time. You ought to have a regular prayer time as a Christian. There ought to be times every day where you stop and you pray, a regular prayer time, but also in your real-time prayers, also in those times where things show up, situations happen, circumstances just kind of fall apart, and you need to pray. Before you pray, ask God, what should I pray? Because again, if we pray according to His will, He will hear us, and He will, he will answer us. So my challenge to you is to spend some time, not just, not just telling God, but talking to God, not just listing what He's done and what you need from Him, but listening. Let's pray. Father, help us to hear you more. Help us to listen more. Help us to be more aware of the fact that you do still speak. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.